welcome to creating wealth through passive apartment investing podcast in this show we will discuss about best and worst experiences about passive and active apartment investing and i am your host ramakrishna let's begin the show today's our guest is danny randajo from passive investment group welcome danny Rama, thank you so much for having me on. Grateful to be here and talking about multifamily and investing today. Thank you. Thanks for being on the show. A little bit about Danny. Danny is one of the managing partner of the Passive Investment Group. Danny is a real estate investor, author, entrepreneur, mastermind host, national speaker, podcast host, volunteer with the Fasti and World Traveler. He retired from corporate America at age 30. after working as a financial consultant for over half a decade and building a real estate portfolio that generates monthly income to achieve financial freedom today his company controls over 275 million in real estate assets with that danny would you like to add anything to your background yeah rama the only other thing i'd like to add you know i'm a managing partner at passiveinvesting.com we focus on multifamily investing pretty strictly and you know my background i really started kind of like everyone else out there or for the most part i was working a, a corporate job i had to really balance my time between the w2 paycheck and really trying to get into real estate and becoming more knowledgeable in the space and building a portfolio and it's been quite the journey to get from zero units up to i think we're just over 2300 units now but it's been a very enjoyable very rewarding journey and i i wouldn't change anything in the world for that Awesome. So what is financial freedom means to you and how one can plan to achieve that, Danny? Financial freedom means to me that you have assets that generate enough income in a month to pay for your entire cost of living expense. So if you have expenses with your cell phone, with your cable, with your Netflix, with your health insurance, electricity usage, your utilities, either rent or a mortgage payment, your taxes, your insurance, everything, your food that you spend, your gas that you use in your car, or your electricity if you have a Tesla and all of those expenses if they're $10,000 in a month for your entire cost of living financial freedom to me means you have assets that generate $10,000 and cover your entire cost of living that to me truly defines freedom where you are in a position where you do not have to work in order to live and survive based on on where you are at today in your kind of life journey but also financial journey right as you kind of get into your early working years maybe you're just taking care of yourself maybe you're expanding your family to you and a significant other and then eventually throughout that path maybe you add children or maybe you're taking care of a elderly relative or another family member and so your expenses may fluctuate but where you're at today you have the freedom to not have to work now I want to just be clear in saying just because you don't have to work doesn't mean that we aren't out there, right? Rama, I would think anyone listening to this podcast is a go-getter. They are eager to build a life that they feel grateful to have and it's not so much about, you know, how much 
money is in your bank account, but it's how many lives that you can impact in a positive way and really leave an impact on the world that you've done something, you've helped those around you, you've improved the quality of life of people. And so that whole component really falls into that, you know, abundant lifestyle that you are grateful for living every single day. And so that's how I specifically define financial freedom. Again, having enough income generated from your assets to pay for your entire cost of living. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that, Danny. And any challenges you faced during early stages of your multifamily journey and how did you overcome them? You know, I would say that there's always challenges. And um, I recently had the opportunity to um, present some challenges and how to overcome them at the Multifamily Investor Nation Virtual Summit. And that recording, I think I should have a blog post on my website. If you go to dannyrandazzo.com, you should be able to see that blog post regarding 12 challenges faced and encountered. So, you know, I think you face challenges every day. And as you grow, the challenges become bigger. And so maybe your first challenge is buying your first deal. But then maybe in the future, maybe now you're trying to buy two deals at the same time. And that would be a new set of challenges. And so when I first got started, I think the challenge was figuring out exactly what to invest in. And I really work backwards with a goal. So I figure out what my goal is going to be and then I work backwards to get there. I've done this since, you know, I would say geometry and trig and algebra where you have this formula or story problem, I would usually figure out the answer, but it was hard for me to show the steps that I took. And so I'd have to write the answer down and then I have to go back and show my work for credit. So I do that same philosophy with goals. And so when I first got started, my goal was to have financial freedom. So let's just stick with the example of $10,000 a month in cost of living. Well, my goal at the time was to generate $10,000 in income per month from assets. And when I first got started, I knew I couldn't or I thought I couldn't get to $10,000 in cash flow from one deal. And so I was working backwards and I said, okay, let's make it a little bit more solvable. How do I get one deal that generates $1,000 in cash flow? Or how do I get one deal that generates $5,000 in cash flow? And so I really took the obstacle or the challenge and I broke it down into digestible pieces in order to figure out my investment criteria of what to look for. That way I could actually find a deal. And so, you know, by going through that exercise, I actually took out a piece of pen and paper and I wrote down a goal of buying a property that would generate $5,000 in cash flow per month, which was one step to get me closer to that financial freedom goal, which was the longer term goal. But my immediate goal in front of me was to find a property that generated $5,000 in cash flow per month. And so by 
doing that exercise, by writing that goal down, I started looking specifically at commercial and multifamily properties. I was not looking at single family homes. I was not looking at fix and flip investment opportunities. And so I got laser focused. And by getting laser focused on what was going to achieve my personal goal, which everyone's goal is different, which is great. But what was going to achieve my goal was finding a commercial or multifamily investment opportunity. And sure enough, I was able to do that because I was laser focused on it. So, you know, that initial obstacle when I was getting started, I needed to figure out what my goal was and I needed to be laser focused on what type of investment would accomplish that goal because not all investments produce the same outcome. And so that's what I really want to highlight is that you don't get to an end goal and the challenges or obstacles stop. They just become bigger or different. And so I think the mindset, the way you can break down goals is very important so you can overcome those obstacles that you will absolutely encounter along the way. And so my way of overcoming those obstacles is to work backwards and figure out what I need to do today or this week or by next week in order to move forward. Awesome. Thanks for explaining that, Danny. So you work for corporate companies. So how are you applying the skills that you gain from those working for the corporate company in apartment investing side? Yeah, so one of my main roles as managing partner at PassiveInvesting.com is to oversee our assets performance. And so a couple of the things that I did as a consultant in my former corporate life, I would help multi-billion dollar corporations improve their financial performance and or business operations. So how profitable businesses could be, what sort of expense reduction strategies or time-saving strategies could we implement to impact how much net income or profit is made at the end of the year. And so those skill sets are extremely complementary when you look at multifamily, because what multifamily is, there's a component to real estate, but really it's an underlying business that operates. And so, you know, we can do analysis to figure out you know, what areas are we going to try to target improvement? What is our business plan for the asset when we buy it? How long is our hold period going to be? What steps can we take to improve cost savings measures? You know, the other important thing, and what I really want to highlight for the listeners is that your business model will not follow an Excel spreadsheet every single month. So if you think income is going to increase every month and expenses are going to decrease every month, that is not actually what happens in the real world. You have up months, you have down months, but the important piece is to monitor your budget to actuals in order to say, okay, we are off budget. What is our challenge? How do we get back on budget? What's the business plan? How do we implement the plan? How do we monitor 
structure the plan to make sure we're tracking to performance that we expect and what are some measurable outcomes that we can achieve along the way to make sure we get to where we want to go. And so all of that experience as a financial consultant, like I said, are great complementary skill sets to really make sure that our financial performance for our assets can be properly modeled and planned or underwritten, but then also more importantly, properly executed at each property and really the outcomes that we set forth can be achieved. So it's very valuable experience, really enjoyed the time that I spent doing that, but grateful to be in a position today to be a a full-time entrepreneur and real estate investor. Thank you. Thanks for sharing. So what kind of changes you're implementing in underwriting during COVID? So a couple of items that we've adjusted for, we've increased some vacancy rates. So typically if we buy a deal and historically it's been, you know, 95% occupied for the last five to 10 years for COVID, we may say, okay, for the next 12 or 24 months, instead of assuming we're going to be 95 occupied, we may underwrite a deal to be 90% occupied. And so we'll kind of double that vacancy rate for that property. That's one example. Another example is if we're trying to stabilize a property, let's say you have an investment opportunity and the trailing 12 months of income and expenses have been somewhat variable from month to month, or maybe there's one line item that is way out of whack from a utility expense. Well, what we've done is, you know, we try to improve operations with each asset that we buy. And usually we do that over the first 12 months of operations, right? We're kind of stabilizing the property, we're signing new leases, we're turning over residents, but we may expand that timeline to say, okay, instead of stabilizing this property within the first 12 months, maybe it'll take us six 16, 18, maybe 24 months to truly stabilize this property and get to the economies of scale that we truly believe we can implement, both from an income perspective and an expense side of things. So that's another area. And then, you know, one of the last things from COVID that we've done, if we're ever looking at acquiring an asset, we'll do a detailed resident demographic profile study. And so what that is, it's not something that you get from the broker. It's not something you get from the seller. It's something that you do during due diligence when you are probably under contract on a large multifamily deal. And we study all of the existing leases in place to understand where the resident is employed. Does the employer pose a risk to COVID, right? Is it a um, a tourism-driven employer-type industry, or is it a fairly stable, maybe it's a you know, technology company that can work from home if COVID really spikes back up. So we look at the employer, we look at the job type of each resident. Are they an entry level person? Are they a, you know, senior manager in a company that can't really be replaced very easily or furloughed? And then we'll look at, you know, how much salary they make from that company. And what that does is it allows us to make an educated decision on the strength of 
resident's ability to pay rent, right? The whole business model of multifamily property is all predicated. It can everyone pay rent, you know, on the first or by the fifth of each month. And so doing that detailed demographic study is something we started doing as a result of COVID, but it's something that we'll implement now on every property going forward to make sure we know if there is any, you know, potentially at risk resident that we would need to work closer on if they miss paying rent, you know, maybe they would need to do a payment plan or something like that. So those three items, the the detailed resident demographic report, the the updated conservative vacancy rates when we buy a property and the timeline to stabilize. Those are the three big things that we've really done with COVID. Thank you. Thanks for sharing that. So would you share us like best apartment investing experience so far? Well, I'm going to kind of defer to my same answer as far as obstacles. They don't go away. You know, I really enjoy doing every deal that we do. I enjoyed the first one just as much as I enjoy our most recent acquisition. And for me, the greatest joy is number one, being able to help everyday people like you and me and the listeners have an alternative investment to help them better their financial future by having some of these investment opportunities for multifamily. You know, Wall Street, the brokers on the corners, the bankers that you go to, they only believe in mutual funds and 401ks and put your money in the stock market and, and hope it goes up. Well, I just love when people have the opportunity to invest in multifamily and we can really change and impact their financial future for a, a positive. And that that makes me very grateful to do that. The other big piece is really for me personally, taking control of my own life and destiny by giving up kind of the, the golden handcuffs, if you you will, of a W-2 corporate job, letting go of that, letting go of the safety of having your health care paid for by your employer and the 401k and, and really jumping into real estate full-time, being a full-time entrepreneur. I just love what I do on a daily basis. And so I'm just grateful for that as well. Love your answer, Danny. Found any bad or worst experience in the apartment side? You know, I don't like the word bad experiences. I think you can learn so much from extremely difficult challenges or obstacles. And so, you know, I think the way that I would tell a listener to overcome a bad experience or an obstacle is to have a mentor that you can get on speed dial to help you when there's a really complex obstacle that you you have a challenge on. You know, multifamily investing, apartment investing, real estate, shoot, any kind of investing, it, it's been going on for a very long time, you know, many decades, hundreds of years, and there's not really anything unique to your particular situation for the most part. That's what I will say. And so when I think about a really hard obstacle for me, I always just go back to, well, this isn't the first time someone bought an apartment complex, or this isn't the first time maybe you had a, a fire inside of one of your units, or this isn't the first time you had a lender inspection report come back with a bunch of required repairs. This isn't the first time 
time that your insurance company denied a claim and you have to go and fight for it. So those types of situations, you need to have a mentor on speed dial that you can call up and say, hey, here's the situation. I'm guessing you've probably gone through it before. What do you think I should do? And that's going to be the most helpful advice for all of the listeners out there who want to go out and buy their own investment properties because you will have challenges. You will have things to overcome and having someone on speed dial to help you with those, it's going to turn that bad experience into a learning experience and you'll be smarter for the future because of it. Again, love your answer. So what is your current focus and share something you're excited about now? Current focus is to continue to acquire great quality multifamily properties in our Southeast US market. So right now we're very active in Greenville, South Carolina, Raleigh and Charlotte, North Carolina. So we're gonna continue to focus there, but we also look at Jacksonville, Florida, Atlanta, Georgia, Charleston, South Carolina. And so we're going to continue to acquire multifamily across the Southeast US and build our portfolio. I am excited about, you know, future opportunities. I think there's going to be some, some good transactions happening, both from a an acquisition and sell perspective. I think the market hopefully will, you know, stabilize a little bit through COVID and hopefully a vaccine can come out and that will ease everyone's worry and we'll have buyers and sellers really bringing a lot of deals to market for our group to to be able to acquire and have the opportunity to look at. Awesome. So one advice that impacted you? You know, I would say the the best piece of advice that impacted me um, really comes from my dad. From a very young age, he he always kind of instilled in me the, the ability to do anything you set your mind to. But as I got older, he kind of defined that a little bit more clearly in saying, you know, you can be great at doing probably one thing. And what he meant by that is you know, if you want to build a real estate business or portfolio, or, you know, if you love your job, but you want to have investments performing for you passively, that's great, but be really good at the day job that you have. And so that advice really gave me the encouragement where I needed to at some point quit my corporate job and jump into real estate full-time because I believed in it so much. And I knew if I did my full-time job and real estate as a second full-time job, that that was not a sustainable life model. And so that piece of advice gave me the courage to make that change and transition. And so I think it really applies to everyone out there. If you love what you do on a daily basis, well, keep doing that, but build your assets and build your personal financial portfolio so you can continue to enjoy things to the fullest extent possible. Right. So any of your personal habits that help you to be successful? Being disciplined is a very good habit where you don't need to be told what to do, but you just get up and do the things that need to be done. So disciplined is one. Having an open mind, a willingness to learn, I think is very critical to not only be a humble person, but to know that there's a 
lot of things that you can learn along the way to become smarter, to make better decisions, to have your assets perform even better. And so, you know, that's something that I truly believe every day. I try to learn something new once a day, whether it's a very small thing or something big. That's a goal that, you know, I'm, I know I'm not the smartest person in the room. And so that's something to just stay focused on and, and be a, a learner versus a, um, a know-it-all, if you will. And then the last thing I would say is, you know, know where your weaknesses are. And so when we look to hire and expand our team at PassInvesting.com, we are hiring people who know more than us and bring very valuable experience to their position to ultimately build a great company. And so um, that's what we've done and will continue to do. And so I think those traits, you know, be disciplined, be a learner and hire or partner with folks who complement your weaknesses is going to get you where you want to go. So right. So any one book that impacted your life and what way? A great book that not a lot of people have heard about. It's called Mistakes Millionaires Make. And it is a good book about how people built successful companies, made millions of dollars, and were encountered with extreme obstacles that either caused them to lose their wealth and recover and build it back up even stronger, or folks who who lost their wealth and just couldn't get back on track. And so I think, again, that's a great book. It's got many different lessons that really humble you and get you aware of some of the downside risks that come. It's not all sunshine and rainbows when you are making more income. There can be certain challenges along the way. And so I think that's just an important component to know how to protect yourself, how to protect your family and, and really be set up for long-term success. Awesome. So how are you giving back to community, Danny? Giving back. I love working with the kids through the first T program. It is a kind of like a mentorship program, but it's designed to teach kids about the game of golf and teach them about some of the major life lessons like honesty, respect, health and wellness, and uh, just how to be a good person in your community. And how can listeners can connect with you? You can connect with me. If you want to know more about my personal story, listen to other podcasts I've been on, or even listen to my own podcast series, uh, go to dannyrandazzo.com. You can get all of your information there. If you want more information about investing alongside of us in apartment opportunities, just go to passiveinvesting.com, join our club, and one of our team members will jump on the phone with you to talk about your unique situation. Situation. Thank you, Dan. Rama, thank you so much for having me on. Grateful to be here and have a wonderful day to you and all of the listeners. Thanks for adding value to the show. If you like the show, please subscribe, share, rate, and review. And if you want to connect with me, please send me a message info at ushacapital.com. Thank you for listening. Creating Wealth Through Passive Apartment Investing Podcast. I hope you learned something from the show. See you in the next episode. Thank you. Any information provided from these shows are educational purpose only. As always, please consult with your own CPA, legal and financial advisor before investing.